Okay, everyone, so welcome to Fit Talk. This is our first episode here where we're going to be covering pretty much all things fitness. Uh, we have a lot of guests lined up over the next few weeks, and we have our first guest on this afternoon. So we have Amber Manning in, and we're going to be debunking different types of fitness myths. So how are you doing, Amber? How are you getting on? I am good, thank you. Um, how are you? Yeah, good, good, good. It's a Friday, so we can't really complain. Um, if you want, just for obviously all the listeners and stuff, if you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what as you do, what you like, what your background kind of is in fitness, that would be great. Yeah, so um, I'm Amber. I'm a uni student at the moment studying sport and exercise science. Um, currently undergoing my PT course. Um, I do CrossFit in my spare time as my main form of training, but I do a lot of like bodybuilding stuff as well. Um, and I love strength and conditioning. That's the route I'm going to go down in the future. So, okay. So you want to get like start off like PT wise and then kind of focus more on the strength and conditioning coaching side. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Um, said that you've done CrossFit as well. How long have you been doing that for? Um, well, the gym near me only opened in August. So I started about then properly, but before that I did the odd bits and bobs. Okay, so still relatively new to it kind of thing. Yeah, really new. Yeah, also, how have you been finding it so far? Because obviously it's something that's been getting more and more popular as years have been going on is probably your more popular style of training just now. So how do you find it? Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really different to what I'm used to. Obviously used to doing um, bodybuilding and stuff as like my usual style. So it's really different for me, but I enjoy all of the heavy movements like the snatches, cleans and jerks and stuff like that. Nice. Um, we may as well kind of start on kind of like your kind of myth style and just kind of theory things that people get with it. Um, since you do CrossFit style, obviously one of the kind of key things that have went around over the years is that it causes a lot of injury. Um, yeah. It seems to be a lot less spoke about now than what it was at the start. So what's your kind of views there? Do you feel like it can push people into kind of getting injuries or do you think it's something that they've managed to move more away from and kind of sort out as the years have went on I think it's something that like depends on the individual person because I feel like it can be quite an addictive sport so if you push yourself too much at the start then obviously that leads to more injuries but I think if you've got like the right people around you who will be like okay maybe you don't need to do seven sessions a week take it back a little bit and I think that's where the sports progress a little bit yeah, uh, I could agree more. I've done it a little while myself at uh, a gym in Hamilton called Win Fitness, and it was great. It was the first time I went down, and don't get me wrong, it is tough and difficult to do. It is exhausting. Um, like every workout, you're kind of finishing spread out on the floor kind of thing. Um, but I feel like a lot of the kind of injury aspect side of it, it can be taken out just with kind of quality coaching at the end of the yeah. day. So it's whoever you've got teaching you, and just kind of scaling down exercises and then it goes on to the individual as well on how coachable they are um yeah if you, definitely. Kind of, if you go in stubborn at the end of the day like I'm used to training so I've been a PT for around six years now but I've been training pretty strict since I was maybe around 13 14 years old um so I'll pick up things a lot easier than maybe someone that's just starting off and then diving into it so if you've got someone who's stubborn going in trying to maybe do snatches as their first workout um yeah. it's a highly technical lift if they're trifling on the same weight just because they feel like they're strong it's it's obviously going to catch a few people out um 
But yeah, that was just kind of just to get us started a little bit. Um, the main thing that obviously we're focusing on today is debunking fitness myths. So there's a lot that go around, a lot that you see floating around social media. So your Instagram, your Facebook, as a PT and as someone studying their kind of courses and stuff just now, like how frustrating do you find seeing these kind of things floating around from people that class themselves as fitness professionals? Oh, it's awful. It stresses me out a little bit because it makes me worry about like all of that, like the younger generation that they're seeing all of these things like carbs are bad, all these detox drinks and stuff. It just stresses me out because when you're reading about the literature and stuff, it's just like, no, so far wrong. Like this is not what we should be doing. Like encouraging things like healthy habits is what we should be doing, not pushing detox teas and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's a good one to start off with. I actually got asked um, through the page, through Victoria Barkby, um, asking us to kind of speak more into the kind of carb side of things and how everyone does seem to think carbs are bad. Uh, where do you think this is kind of came from? What is your views on it? I think because carbs are one of those foods where if you eat like pasta or something, you don't just have like a small little bowl of pasta or pizza even pizza is even better one because it's mostly carbs and you're not going to eat like one slice of pizza at a time you want to eat a whole thing so it's like more that people will eat more of them but um I think obviously carbs are not bad everyone should eat carbs everyone loves pizza cake those sorts of things um but also I think they like string on the fact that you want quick weight loss which is why they say cut carbs because you cut water weight quickly yeah I think that's a good point to actually go into so um I'll know about it and obviously more people in our field will know a little bit about it but for the people listening who are a little bit unsure do you want to explain to them kind of where that whole carb water weight kind of thing comes from and why cutting your carbs can give you a quick weight loss rather than a sustainable one so it like comes from like the um, storage of water and glycogen within the muscles. And um, basically when you cut carbs, it cuts the storage of, because you're burning, oh, sorry, can't talk. That's <laughs> okay. Take your time. Um, it it um, dramatically reduces the amount of storage in your mu- water storage within the muscles and within your body. So it flushes it out quicker. But obviously it's not reducing any fat, it's just reducing the water retention. Exactly. Uh, And that's the end of the day. People have a kind of misconception on weight loss and fat loss at the end of the day. Um, If I was to drink a litre of water, I'm going to weigh a kilo more. It doesn't mean that I've gained a kilo of muscle or I've gained a kilo of fat. It just means I've got water storage in my system. Um, At the end of the day, that's how weight fluctuates so much up and down. Um, Like going to the bathroom, obviously you're going to lose weight kind of thing from it. Yeah um and carbs is a big one for it. it does kind of have a lot of water storage i believe it's around like three grams of kind of water storage per gram of carbs yeah um and your typical diet you're looking at obviously 50 percent of your calories can be around carb intake so yeah. obviously there's going to be a lot of water storage in there if you cut it down you're going to weigh less but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in healthier shape it just means that your weights came down because you're not storing enough water and well, water is kind of crucial for everything yeah. in the body. At the end of the day, you've got to stay hydrated. Um, 
So do you still feel that there are kind of like a lot of false ideologies, myths floating around the fitness industry just now? Because I feel like a lot of PTs try to speak about them, but your main influencers, like you get ones that have maybe 100, 200,000 plus following, they're still kind of promoting these kind of off-brand products, claiming that they're the kind of godsend that will do everything for you. Like you mentioned one yourself, just like detox tea, drink this and all of a sudden you're going to be in my shape. Um, so what's your views in there like there's a lot of that still kind of cutting around the industry yeah I find it goes through like peaks and troughs like sometimes you see nothing for like months and months and months and then like this week for instance there's been so much stuff about carbs and detox teas and I think the recent one was Gwyneth Paltrow saying about like um, keto like saves you from corona or something and it's just ridiculous like stay in your own lane and listen to the professionals that know what they're talking about. It's just model because. Yeah, the Gwyneth Paltrow one's insane. Um, James Smith, I think, put it on his page and it was, it was very, Nick Campbell commented under it. It's like, why would you want to take health advice from someone that sells candles that are meant to smell like our lady <laughs> bars? Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's true though. I mean, like people are taking advice off popular people rather than educated at the end of the day yeah uh, and it's something that kind of is a bit of a problem but where do you see it kind of expanding from where it's educated people are kind of pushing things out I mean it seems like a lot of people are just kind of getting told something and running with it without any kind of science to back it up it's all kind of based on theory um so yeah, I'm just going to jump back to kind of like your whole detox tea style one again. I mean, you do get people that are clearly educated because they are in good shape. But what do you think kind of leads people down these kind of paths of trying to push these products and obviously given the false claims that this is what they've done? Yeah, it's, it's just generally a bad route to go down. But I think the people pushing them who are like obviously like celebrities who've gone through, they've had PTs train them to lose this amount of weight, but they just want a quick influx of money so, so they can like sell themselves that's what they're selling they're not selling the product they're selling themselves they're promoting themselves and they just think I've lost this much weight through being trained properly but I'm just going to say I lost it through drinking this coffee every morning when yeah. in reality that's not how they did it in the first place do and then think, it makes others think that's how they should do it do you think to any extent that these products actually work or do you think it's kind of selling under a bit of false pretense? Um, well, I think some of the tea is like, obviously they like, so you only drink that tea. So only drinking tea all day is going to make you lose weight because you're not eating anything. You know what I mean? You're not exactly. having any calories, but, um, and some of them are like laxatives, like the coffees and stuff. They like drain your system quicker. So like, that way you're losing the water weight again through dehydration and stuff but I just I'd flat out say like don't bother like speak to someone professional yeah it's it's the best way to really put it um you can't hit the nail on the head there it's like if you were just to drink tea all day then of course you're going to lose weight I mean a cup of tea is going to have like 90 calories or something and if you're drinking that all day your calorie deficit is going to be so high that of course everything's going to burn off um and for everyone listening here that kind of thinks low calories also the kind of best route there is such a thing as going too low on it 
Um, so you get kind of what's called metabolic adaptation, and it's kind of like a crucial part that kind of prevents weight loss in a lot of people. So if you're listening, it's happened to you. Um, your weight plummets at the start from going into a really big calorie deficit. You think that you're doing amazing because of it. You're shedding off like eight odd pounds a week and you feel great. Then all of a sudden it just kind of comes to a halt and you can't really shed anything off from there. And you're a bit confused. You're still only eating around 600 calories a day. You should be burning off more than that. And you're getting a bit confused because as soon as you try and eat a little bit more, you feel the weight's just kind of piling back on. And it's the kind of wrong route to go down. What happens is your metabolism will just slow down to catch up with you. Um, it needs to kind of try and store as much fuel as possible at the end of the day. So you're not getting enough energy to actually burn off what you're taking in. Um, you're becoming lethargic, so you're not moving around as much as well. So that obviously has a big effect. Um, but yeah, going too low on calories eventually does just grind it to a halt because your body can't burn what it's taking in. There's just not enough there to give you the energy to do so. Um, so be careful on it. Okay, like calorie deficits are crucial for weight loss, but there is such a thing as going too low. Um, if you had any experience with anyone that's obviously went down this route, as quite as like a trainer and fitness professional, as something that I feel I see quite a lot is people that go too low on their calories. Um, what's your kind of experience in there? Um, I wouldn't say I've had any experience with people going too low, but I'd say people find it hard to maintain when they drop dramatically. So I'd say anything more than about three, 400 calories a day deficit, people tend to struggle to keep up with it a lot more. So it's obviously like the adherence point of view where if you like drop dramatically and you've got like only in like, say like 1200 calories a day, that's not much at all. You like, you struggle, you crave all the stuff that you would normally be in. So it's like keeping a sensible deficit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the key word. Just stay sensible. As long as you're in a deficit, you'll lose it. Um, and I think people are just kind of looking for that quick fix still. Yeah. Um, I think people need to remember that if you want a sustainable loss, it, it's going to be gradual. Okay. If say you've been gaining weight for two years, you're not going to shed all of it off in four weeks. If that was the case, I'd be like going out every weekend, I'd be having a takeaway every night and I'd just be taking one month before a competition or the season starts and all of a sudden I'll be feeling great. And it's just not how it works, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, I've had kind of a few experiences. So like I say, the whole six to 800 calorie kind of people, um, I see a lot of them kind of still floating around in the industry thinking it's the right thing. Um when realistically their calories should be closer to like your 15, 1600s. Um, best thing to do for the people is just start eating again. I mean, you'll boost your metabolism back up from just doing a quick reset. So like two to three days of a really high carb diet normally puts you back in place, gets everything back up and running. And you'll find that you'll lose weight more steadily and consistently from eating more. Uh, you'll feel happier about it, which is a key thing because everyone loves to eat at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, it's just a much more enjoyable experience, which is kind of a key part. Uh, there's kind of one myth that I want to go into with yourself, obviously being a female that trains quite a lot and stuff. Like I've seen the kind of stuff that you do training wise and is impressive. You're definitely strong for someone your size as well. Um, what I want to go into is one of the kind of key myths of obviously if a female lifts weights, it makes them bulky. Okay, yeah. um, so females don't want to lift too heavy or anything because they feel they're going to end up looking like these big bodybuilder guys or 
unfortunately like with your crossfit athletes obviously a lot of the females are pretty big but that's the way they choose to get to for their sport and so for all your kind of females out there listening like talk to me about that kind of myth that floats around honestly it's something that I felt when I started lifting like I was terrified to put anything on the bar when I started lifting. Like I was deadlifting just a 20 kilo bar in the gym. I was like, this is fine. This is all I need to do. But honestly, like if anything, lifting weights makes you feel more feminine. It makes you feel more powerful. It makes you feel more empowered in yourself. And like, I've got so many friends that are like, oh no, no, I don't want to get bulky. But like in reality, it takes so much effort to get bulky. Like if you look at all of like the CrossFit athletes, like, tier two mean all they are incredible shape like but they've been training for years and years and years and years and years to look like that but there's other athletes like Hayley Adams for instance she's only like 19 so she hasn't been training for so long she lifts incredibly heavyweight she's really really fit but she isn't like jacked and ripped like those people the others but it's just don't be scared of the weights the weights are your friend (laughs) yeah so give people an idea like you said you started off your kid just deadlifting that kind of 20 kilo bar like what kind of stuff are you moving around now um I think before lockdown started so I just pb'd my deadlift at 90 kilos and I just pushed past 45 kilos the other day and I only weigh 52 kilos or something so there you go so you're pretty much deadlifting almost double your body weight and if anyone kind of goes on or if anyone's kind of watching instead of listening on Spotify, you can watch this on YouTube as well. Uh, you'll be able to see like Amber's not built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And <laughs> <laughs> um, she's just, she just kind of looks like your kind of standard everyday girl. It's great. And yeah, at the end of the day, you can be strong but not have to kind of like put on so much size. With a lot of that kind of comes down to the nutrition side that goes with it um so it's kind of the opposite of what we spoke about before it's kind of like calorie surplus um and also the type of nutrients you're putting in so so if you're gaining more calories you're going to start gaining weight as you gain weight you're going to gain size um so pretty much all fitness things are based around that whole balance of not just your training but a key part is your nutrition and making sure there's that balance in there um so yeah, it kind of is obviously where things balance out and obviously can prevent the whole kind of bulky side of things. But yeah. again, when it comes to nutrition, we hit the next myth on it. And that is that protein makes you bulky. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it's, it's the opposite of lifting makes you bulky. Protein won't make you bulky unless you're lifting as much as you need to be bulky, isn't it? I think it's just the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us what, like what protein actually does to the body when you're consuming it while you're training? So what protein basically does is when you exercise, when you train, you split the little microfibers within your muscles and protein helps rebuild them. So it makes the muscle bigger, makes it stronger, that sort of thing. But obviously for intake in protein, it increases the speed in which your body can recover and build the muscles back up. So if you were to exercise and eat more protein, those together will make you bulky maybe if you try yeah so it can make you bulky but if you kind of balance it out then that's kind of the way it goes and that's where kind of our jobs kind of come into as trainers 
um, and you're kind of speaking to your fitness professionals kind of help out on it. So it's just looking for kind of good sources of information, which is where this page kind of comes from, is we're trying to get obviously as much information out there to people as possible that will be useful, will be beneficial. Um, and then obviously put people in touch with other kind of coaches and professionals and brands that kind of promote the right source of information rather than going on to your kind of influencer pages where it's yeah. just like a lot of nonsense just kind of gets flung around but unfortunately that's what we've got to fight against at the end of the day yeah uh, it's, it's, I think it's just going to be one of these things it's just a constant battle these myths will always be out there because there's always going to be companies that are going to be willing to pay a fortune to promote these products and have people say you've used this and I'm sorry, but like your top level athletes, they're not going around drinking detox teas and living off of Herbalife to get in the shape that they're in. Like they're eating real foods. They're training like <laughs> full on athletes. Um, yeah. And people kind of need to realize that it's like there is no kind of magic formula. It's just consistency and hard work and balance between the two of them. Um, well, I've got you on yeah, as well. Um, since you touched on it you mentioned it yourself obviously we're having to do this through zoom and not only because you're down in wales which is a little bit of a trek away and um, but obviously because of the whole lockdown thing so how do you feel personally that your training's changed through lockdown and kind of being stuck in oh it's it's just been a struggle for everyone i think hasn't it um I think my shift has shift my training has shifted from being more strength based to being more endurance based so longer wads longer sessions running I hate running normally but I've taken running up um yeah just shift taking a slight shift so I'm better at different things when I can go back to the gym yeah good um what about motivation wise and stuff like personally I found it difficult like I maybe spent that first lockdown that went on for maybe around like nine months or so I, I barely trained during it just because I don't like training in the house like how did you feel motivation wise like how did you keep yourself going with it like what did you do to adapt um I think first lockdown it was quite sunny the first lockdown so I, and we just moved house so we had loads of stuff to do around here on the farm and stuff um so that was like how I kept active it wasn't necessarily just training it was more like just being active in general but obviously last lock this lockdown it's been like middle of winter raining horrible and the only place i've got to train is outside so it's like most of the days it's raining as well as like so it's always raining and um i have to sometimes just go right i have to go 20 minutes i'm going outside and then i can come in and in the warm and it'll be fine but motivation's hard it's just one of those things you, you just have to do it sometimes yeah what would you what would be your advice to people that are kind of struggling for motivation right now at home like to keep training and exercising I think the one thing I've learned is motivation comes from doing it so once you start then the motivation starts to come yeah. so just get started basically yeah exactly that's probably the best way of putting it is like if you keep telling yourself you're going to do something just kind of get up and do it um uh, a good way of doing it if you're struggling is treat it like you're still working so schedule a time of the day for training and no matter what stick to that schedule it's like booking a work meeting or if someone was to book a session in with myself you're not going to miss it because it's booked in it's an appointment um so scheduling things like that will just kind of force you and just do 
anything just get yourself moving around and you'll start to feel better the more you start skipping it the more it becomes a habit yeah and it's just about maintaining those habits um just for a close well just just get a message in from someone there um so we've got one more that we want you to cover okay so do setups give you six packs (laughs) (laughs) i actually get asked this a lot i did a post a couple of weeks ago on abs and stuff and i really really ever train abs so i most of my i'd say the only way to get abs is to put your whole body under some sort of stress so compound lifts like squats and deadlifts are amazing because you have to brace you have to be stiff you have to use your whole body to be strong in the in the position and i think utilizing those are more important than isolating them and obviously you have to be a low body fat percentage to show your abs because everyone's got them they're just hidden beneath the layer of body fat that we have yeah i'm just going to talk to you as if i'm like you're kind of less informed gym goer um so just for the record people i do not believe this in what i'm saying um so even though i've got like a layer of fat on my stomach though like surely just doing setups is going to make them stronger and it's just going to push through it like is that not just how it works well i think setups just build endurance if you're doing them you just get better at doing the one movement and they don't just like they don't magically make your abs grow so huge that they will go through any layer of body fat that you've got. Yeah. You have to peel back and like be in a deficit so that you shed the fat so you can see them like any other muscle group. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like anything to kind of get any kind of shape, you need to shed body fat. And yeah. we touched on it before. Uh, it's just a case of those calorie deficits again, but just kind of balance it in the right amount. Uh, take it down at a steady pace, burn it down gradually. If you want, obviously, kind of more defined abs, then, you know, subs can have a benefit. But like you say, like your key compound lifts are kind of the main ways to go um, because there's so many more ways to target your ab muscles rather than just doing a setup. Um, we've got Rory McAndrew coming on in a couple of weeks, probably. Uh, right now, he's a little bit busy. He just got married. So if he is listening, like congratulations, he got married last night um but he done like a really good kind of post on it recently that you should probably check out as well which is good and it's just about all the different planes of movement based around your core yeah um and obviously your abs aren't just one piece it's not just kind of you're training the top part of it you've got to kind of hit lower you've got to hit rotational obliques and like you say you're more stabilizing as well so as much as you don't really target them individually like how would you for someone who does want to maybe target their abs a little bit more for kind of strength how would you recommend to them that they should try structuring it rather than just spending like half an hour a day just try blast out like a hundred setups a day kind of thing yeah I wouldn't recommend that I'd be boring and horrible as well yeah (laughs) Um, I'd try like incorporate different movements like I like to use um, things like beard dogs and dead bugs. So it's like stabilizing whilst moving through like different motions with your arms and your legs. Um, I find things like practicing like handstand pushups and pike pushups are really good for m- making me brace my core because being upside down scares me. So I don't want to fall. Right. <laughs> Those sorts of things like finding things, ways that you can brace your core whilst doing other movements if that makes sense yeah 
Um, just kind of hitting it from all angles and everyone will kind of react slightly different to different exercises and stuff as well. Um, I'm like yourself, like my core kind of gets trained a lot through your compound movements. So your squats, your deadlifts, your bench, because you need to brace there to prevent injuries. Um, and it's kind of like a key part people kind of need to learn to kind of work on, I think, as well. Um, especially obviously when it comes to like sort of your deadlifts and squats and stuff, like a weak core can be the difference between not only like completing a lift, but obviously preventing obviously getting your lower back pains and stuff as well. Um, so no, that's great. I'm glad you've helped cover that for us as well. Okay, thank you. Um, as well as, is there any kind of other myths of that that you feel are constantly kind of flying around that you want to cover? Um, just the usual things that I normally see on my page is things like, um, what did I see the other day? I saw one that was like, uh, you should be doing this diet for your blood group. And I was like, I was like, um, that's not how it works. It was like, if you've got this certain blood group, you should be in this many calories. And I was like, um, that's not how it works. But I think um, things like that are just, I cannot get my always there that one at think, all. <laughs> and I think people just like see them and they think, oh, wow, that's unscientific. I must think that that's like exactly what I should be doing. But I think everyone should just take things like that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, that's probably a great way of putting it as people reading things. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any kind of random advertised search that just kind of pops up on your page. These are not scientific research <laughs> i mean if you're at university like you're studying now you're doing a degree and stuff at university have you ever once referenced instagram or facebook in one of your papers no and i think my lecturer would literally come over and like be like what are you doing probably want to hit me they'd be like get out <laughs> you're not finishing the course it's pretty much a case of just like if i was to say write a dissertation um and at the end of it or just put like a quote from it and just like pull down the pub said that if i ate protein it would be bad so you know paul must be right and then just send yeah. the paper off it's like people are going to look at you like what and that's essentially what these things are these pages are just people at the end of the day don't get me wrong there's great well-informed people out there but like be honest with yourself like are you actually looking at the people that are giving the information or are you just looking at some kind of nice looking picture on a page which is apparently giving you all the information that you need to get in great shape like you say like is it just a well illustrated post saying you need to eat this for your blood group yeah um or is it actually a medical professional with scientific background and research to back up what they're saying saying that this will help sorry I, yeah, can, no. just, I can just hear the other amber um and the other <laughs> room she's not very happy right now <laughs> oh no um but yeah so that's kind of one of the key things that you say it's take it with a pinch of salt what you read like you can look at it and go oh that's interesting but do the research on it and make sure that these things are backed up and you'll probably find that nine times out of ten what you're reading is just complete bull to be honest it's yeah, no, people chasing the like button over anything else and that's kind of what you've got to be a little bit careful of nowadays um 
But just going to check, just time-wise, obviously we do have to kind of start wrapping things up a little bit. Um, yeah. So first of all, I want to thank you for coming on. You're the first guest that we've had on here. Um, so, me. yep. So we'll be making sure I'll send you out the links and stuff to it so you can have a listen. And the whole people listen to it have obviously enjoyed it. Um, if people want to get in touch with yourself or if people want to kind of see your content, so obviously see things at kind of a bit of a better quality, get the right information, or maybe speak to you more individually about things, how would be the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, so people can reach me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Rabbuma Training. So it's just my name spelt backwards, <laughs> training at the end. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so people are more than welcome to send me a DM or have a chat, whatever, about anything that they want to talk about, anything we spoke about today or anything else. Yeah, excellent. So if anyone's any questions, obviously feel free to get in touch with her, whether it's training based something about what we spoke about today, or like I said, if you just get away, go on and just see the content she's putting out. I've had to look through it myself. The content is good. It's good quality. I wouldn't be advising it if I didn't think otherwise um so there's gonna be definitely a lot of good stuff there especially coming down in the future um i just want to say on behalf of myself good luck obviously with your course and stuff um i know that obviously you're doing like a few kind of competition style things as well like myself so if you're doing obviously the next kind of branch of turf games things and your pure sport workouts then good luck with them and all the stuff you're going through there and personally thanks very much for jumping online Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. No problem. Have a nice day. And anyone listening, if you want to obviously hear the other posts and interviews that we'll have coming out recently, like I say we've got Rory coming on. We've got another PT, Chris Shields. We've got Andy Manning, who's the founder of the Turf Games, coming on on Monday, as well as ambassadors for the likes of Pure Sports CBD coming up. So make sure to follow the pages. I'll leave links in my own Instagram. Uh, for it to its personal one or follow and subscribe to the account on the likes of Spotify or YouTube as well. Okay, but thanks very much for coming on, Amber. And Thank you. have a nice day. And you, thanks. <laughs>